Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, Abide, O Dearest Jesus. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord, your podcast about Lutheran hymns. We've got our two favorite uh, guests here, Zachary Braca, Lars Olson. Thanks, as always, to be here, guys. Blessed Easter tide to you as well, Mason. Mm. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're talking about Abide, O Dearest Jesus, and we get to talk about our favorite subject, our growth. <laughs> well, <Q>, you, Lars. <laughs> yeah, so this uh, this is the third Sunday of Easter, and we're um, connected to uh, Luke twenty four and the um, uh, the walk to Emmaus text as Jesus appears, but he's not known uh, to the disciples that are walking away from from Jerusalem. So, um, Zachary, tell us about the hymn you've selected for us this week. Well, this particular hymn was um, first uh, written out of a request for a hymn based on uh, something to do with the road to Emmaus and specifically the the disciples' words, stay with us, Lord, um, that come toward the end of of this weekend's scripture passage. So um, that's the reason uh, um, I thought this would be a a good option. Um, Also, because... um, it doesn't get involved, you know, so many people have painted pictures of this story. We have lots of hymns that maybe go with uh, the narrative retelling that are sort of artistically unpacking <laughs> all of all that's contained there as though we're going to open up the scriptures as Christ did. But here we, we don't have any of that. We, we actually have a prayer um, to Jesus <laughs> um, that, that he, would, he would abide or stay with us. So it was originally six stanzas. Here we print five, and um, various hymnals uh, translate this um, quite differently from ELW. But for purposes of this podcast, uh, we'll we'll work with that, and um, I'll leave others to to look at some of these the differences. Um, and uh, frankly, whatever you have in the pew, uh, would recommend singing because that's what's there. But if you have access to multiple hymnals, uh, you might find one you prefer one over the other, and go ahead and make that decision. Yeah, so it's a pretty well-known story, and you say this is a uh, a prayer: abide yep. with us or remain here, as the uh, the disciples are imploring Jesus to uh, come and stay with them. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the the content here and what I mean. There's a lot impacted in these five. Um, stanzas uh, just with that kind of stay with us. Sure, mm-hmm. stay with us or abide with us. Um, sometimes I've been in congregations that turn and say, oh, abide, let's sing abide with me. But that's not really, um, it doesn't have anything to do with uh, that uh, particular story and it's 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 not related. So we don't just want to go off of one word and that's not what we're, what we're after here. It is a prayer, but I think more than that, it's telling people what it means uh, to have Jesus actually abiding with us right now. 
um, not as though um, the not that the disciples asked for it once. He did it, and then he vanished and never to be seen again. <laughs> uh, but they had this great experience, and maybe someday we can too uh, if we just grow in faith. But we'll get to that later. Um, and uh, that's not the point. The point then is to say what it actually means to have Christ among us now. So, uh, and we do this in just two lines, very nice short hymn here, among us with your grace. So, when God's favor is with us, it means uh, sin has no place here. The devil has no power here. Uh, nothing uh, in this world can, can harm us. Um, that stands a one. Um, God's favor then, we could say also, God's grace is given then continually um, when Christ abides with us um, in this stanza. Uh, Stanza two, Christ abides with uh, his word. And here again, uh, when we hear the story of Emmaus, at least when I do, um, I, I tend to think, gee, what would it have been like to been on that been on that road with Jesus where all of scripture was unpacked? You know, <laughs> we spend a lot of time in a lot of different contexts, Bible studies, seminaries, unpacking the scriptures. And here Jesus seems to open it all up on a walk. Uh, that, that must be, that was, uh, that was a classroom I'd like to be in, but, but now it actually says here when Christ <laughs> comes with his word, we have the same thing the disciples had finally. The result of this then is they go and say, Christ is risen, here's peace, here's joy. And so, um, you could go through each stanza like this and begin, begin to do this. I especially liked, I'm, I'll say one more and then I'll quit on this, but stanza three, where, where it talks about um, Christ being the precious light and keep us from error's gloomy night. Well, it's clear that in this story, the disciples don't have a clue what's going on. Uh, they're recounting this to Jesus, and yet they, and, and apparently have gone to the tomb, but well, this, this still is not enough for them. Um, so, it sounds strange standing maybe in church um, and, and uh, feeling like, uh, especially at that time, well, here it is Easter, it's still Easter, and I'm a, a real Christian singing these hymns, God protect me from error. Uh, what is this? But but it is to confess, um, yes, we've heard this, and yet uh, we ask for for the same thing the disciples, uh, the same issues that those disciples were struggling with, saying, continue to give us the light that we can actually, our eyes are opened and we see you um, as, uh, as the resurrected Lord. I think what you've said there is really important because uh, when you get to this walk to Emmaus, it's really important to watch what happens. You know, they they, they leave saying, um, we know so much. How can you, Jesus, who they don't even recognize, right. not get it? Uh, and he starts walking sure. with them, right? They're trying to tell him uh, what everything yeah. is about. And he starts to say, uh, you're not uh, really clear about actually what happened here. Uh, and he elucidates this for him and, and uh, opens their mind to know the scriptures, but not just to know it as knowledge, but to see him in it, right? Mm -hmm. To see him in this word. Uh, and at the beginning of it, you said, uh, which is what most people do, um, they say, uh, as soon as he shows up, he vanishes. Right. And they think, uh, now we've got to go find him again. Right, mm -hmm. right. But that's not what the disciples do. Instead, they run back and they start preaching. preaching. He's yeah. risen. Right. Right? Uh, this is all true. Who would have known? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, um, and that's actually what this, this prayer is. Uh, when we're saying abide with us, we're not saying um, come back. We're saying sure. uh, um, give me the assurance that you are here as you promised. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, a different prayer than kind of like calling up to heaven to say, come back, Jesus, but trusting just as those disciples do at the end of this story, that Jesus is actually here among us in his word. And I yeah. like that, that it, 
where this hymn is holding that up, that the main takeaway is a, a, abide with us, a stay with us, instead of the the narrative other options that we, we you might sing that are just going point by point recalling the story. Mm-hmm. You're actually supporting what's being preached from the pulpit, and that is the main takeaway. We hope. Yes. <laughs> that, that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yes, we've uh, uh, danced around it for a few minutes here, but uh, one of the uh, stanzas, uh, the, I believe it's the fourth stanzas, talks about our growth uh, into uh, uh, in faith here. So say a little bit more about that, Zachary. Yeah, well, that's um, it can it could be problematic for us um, to say that we're, we have uh, Christ with us, abiding with us, and this is wonderful, but now we'd like to grow a little bit uh, in faith because Christ might not be enough. Uh, it, can, it can start to sound this way. But I think when you look at the, the, at the stanza um, in total, and it's, and it's not um, included in other hymnals, so if you look, there are probably better translations that either leave out this stanza entirely or translate it completely differently. But but for the sake of argument, okay, ELW uh, does, stanza four. It says grow daily, but it says through, through the word. So it's identifying there specifically um, what it is <laughs> to have God's word, and really we're simply returning to this. Um, Growth, yeah, might be problematic, but I appreciate that it at least identifies where we're going to to get uh, uh, to get more of this same thing, and that the first stanza begins begins with this: "Abide with richest blessings." Um, so all the blessings of God are actually contained in this word that we're going to go to. The wisdom, the grace, is all in the word Christ gives. Yeah, I mean, growth is uh, often misunderstood because it's one of the things we just love the most, right? Like we could be growing and improving and, mm-hmm. um, you know, unless it's mold or cancer, uh, <laughs> then growth is usually a bad thing. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, when it's ta- when we're talking about faith, if we're saying that uh, faith is a gift from God, uh, then it's not giving given to us to kind of nurture and mold and grow for ourselves, right? It's a um, cate- categorical. It's, it's you, you yeah. have it or you don't. So, but there is a kind of growth when we talk about growing up into Christ. It doesn't mean get, getting bigger heads for ourselves or something like this, <laughs> or growing in our knowledge. It's actually recognizing the growth is recognizing that all things have been given to us in the Word already, and so we grow, if you can call it that, out of our need to get bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. uh, we need. To, we have to get uh, the growth. Is learning to stay just uh, in the word instead of thinking there's more and more I have to know and do. Mm-hmm. To say uh, the growth is uh, learning, hearing that everything has already been given. It's a weird kind of growth, I grant you, but <laughs> you almost have to play with that word a little bit to uh, to make that. Otherwise, people uh, to make that sense of that. Otherwise, people start to think uh, my faith is just small like a mustard mm-hmm. seed, but I need it to be bigger. Right. Well, or almost that we want to be like these disciples that seemingly didn't know anything and then all of a sudden had this miraculous growth, right? If we could if we could somehow achieve this, but it's really Christ just saying, by the way, um, all these scriptures you're reading are about me. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so here, here, there, there's where the rich blessing of the word comes is in Christ. Right. It's a good story for talking about the antidote to growth, which is you knew so much and you were growing in all of this mm-hmm. and Jesus came and said, uh, it's me. And yeah. So your growth had to end uh, because he he finally is abiding with us. Sure. 
Well, thanks, guys, for unpacking uh, Abide, O Dearest Jesus. Um, What other hymns could we sing this week, Zachary? So there are other options, some of which are in the Easter section that that, um, really loosely reference uh, this. Um, uh, Something like ELW 384, that Easter day with joy was bright, um, speaks of the apostles uh, uh, seeing the risen Christ um, and their eyes being opened. Um, but there are helpful stanzas in that particular hymn, too, while not necessarily Emmaus-centric, um, <laughs> as, as this one is. Uh, also, uh, there's, a, there's a wonderful stanza in there that says, um, O Christ, you are the Lord of all, in this our Easter festival. And when I first read that, I thought, well, that's a really bad rhyme, but that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not so much the point, because the second half st- says, for you will be our strength and shield from every weapon death can yield. So it tells us exactly what we're celebrating, uh, busy celebrating throughout these 50 days of Easter and why Christ is, uh, is Lord uh, during this time because uh, he's actually going to come and have something to say to death. Um, the other one that I can't, I can't leave this episode without referencing is Luther's uh, translation of an ancient Easter hymn, Christ Jesus Lay in Death's Strong Bands, which finally um, uh, talks about Christ as... Um, as as he is given to us in the sacrament of Holy Communion. So for those that might uh, uh, particularly look at um, Christ being made known in breaking of bread or uh, Christ coming to us now in the sacrament, this one is going to pick up both uh, the, the risen Christ as well as Christ given in the sacrament. And you can't go wrong with a good, um, somewhat angry Lutheran hymn tune. Uh, so um, it's really wonderful and... Um, one that I would encourage people actually not just to sing this this weekend, um, but uh, in future years throughout the season of Easter so people can learn it. Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.